Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Here with your 300th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode a look at Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Falcons at 4-6 and six will travel to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars 2-8 and eight on Sunday at 1 p.m. at TIAA Bank Stadium. Uh, two teams here. The Falcons are, uh, it opened as a pick em. The Falcons are a one-point favorite. We're going to look at Jacksonville's season record. Going to look at their offense, defense, special teams, and we're going to hear from Coach Urban Meyer on uh, the injury status, Jamal Agnew, and then on Trevor Lawrence and James Robinson, his fine running back there. Uh, so it hasn't been a, you know, it's been a tough season for Jacksonville, two and eight, but you know, um, you know, they they did come off. Pull off the win in Buffalo, 9-6. I watched them against the Bengals there. They should have won that one. Uh, went for it. Uh, lost by three when it could have kicked the field goal early right before the half. Uh, so, you know, they got some playmakers over there. You just, you know, two and eight, ten games in, you wonder where, where the morale is and so forth. But it'll probably be up for this one because they're like, okay, we're not overmatched. Um, four and six Falcons won uh Three of their games on last second kick, so um, you know the uh, this should be a good matchup. It's uh, Vegas thinks it is, as they have uh, installed the Falcons as a one point favorite. So let's just go over Jacksonville's uh, two and eight record, and then we'll go to Urban Meyer on some injury updates, uh, Monday updates on his team and uh, some of his key players. So they started off losing five in a row um, at Houston, Denver at home, Arizona home, at Cincinnati, um, and then to Tennessee. So um, Houston beat them 37 to 21, Denver 23 to 13, Arizona 31 to 19. Uh, that closed Bengals game 24 21. You know, sent these teams in different directions. Now the Bengals are in the hunt over there in the AFC North. Whereas Jacksonville is going the other way, thirty-seven to nineteen. Because yeah, they were they came out next game and got blown out thirty-seven to nineteen by Tennessee. First win of the season was on October the seventeenth against the um, Miami Dolphins, twenty-three to twenty. Then the following week they went out to Seattle and lost thirty-one to seven. Then they shocked the world and beat Buffalo nine to six. Uh, at home, 9-6-11 on November the 7th. And since the Buffalo win, they've dropped two uh, to the Indianapolis Colts, 23-17, and then 30-10 uh, to 10 to San Francisco. Big st stat here is they have given up 
over 30 points five times this season. That's music to the Falcons' ears. They haven't been able to score over their last 26 possessions, uh, facing a defense that's given up a lot of points in the uh, over the season. So let's go to Coach Urban Meyer. He spoke to the Jacksonville media on Monday and had injury updates on Monday for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Other guys, Shaq, Cam, Tyson, and Andre on injuries. So one at a time. So Shaq is in protocol. Uh, Cam is, I think, fine. I talked to him after the game briefly, and um, he should be good this week. Uh, Tyson. Tyson uh, landed awkward on his shoulder after making a heck of a play. Um, I, I think there's positive news on him for the weekend. And, and Andre. Andre. Fisco. Yeah, he tightened up his uh, groin area, and uh, I expect him to be ready. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Gary. We'll go to Liam O'Brien and then John Shipley. Hi, Urban. Uh, as you just said, you guys just got done watching the tape. I'm just curious, uh, as you watched it back, evaluations of Trevor. I know he only had, I believe it was five or six incompletions total, um, and just the progressions and how he was able to move the offense up and down the field. Actually, one of his better games. You know, uh, there was some surrounding cast that at times didn't do very well, but, you know, Trevor would be the first one to tell you when he doesn't play well. He played, in my mind, he played well. You know, good enough? No, not good enough, but uh, played well, made some great throws, uh, scrambled when he had to, made the right reads on some of them, you know. So we just got to, you know, we got to put it uh, together in uh, all areas, and, and we're not right now. And kind of just building off of that, James Robinson obviously was active and played. How would you evaluate health-wise where he is right now? You know, I'm going to talk to him this week. I, I, I'm, we all love the guy, and he's tough as nails, and he doesn't say much, you know. So I just don't feel the same open field running that he showed her, you know, when he was healthy. So we're going to, you know, we just want to do right by him and do right by us. So that's, you know, but he, uh, you know, there's no one tougher than that guy. Thanks, Urban. All right, Urban Meyer on his injuries. Uh, Trevor Lawrence playing his better game. And James Robinson, sounds like he's going to try to sit him down for this game. He hasn't been right the last couple games coming off a heel injury. Uh, that was a bleacher report notification beep. Uh, sorry about that, but uh, we're using the phone and can't control those notifications right there. Let's move on to the rushing attack. You know, James Robinson is it. Uh 112 carries, 568 yards, average 5.1 a carry, and seven touchdowns. Uh, if he can't go, they have Carlos Hyde, uh, 56 to 11, former Ohio State back, averaging 3.8 a carry. And uh, Trevor Lawrence has run 40 times for 192, uh, two touchdowns, and uh, 12 as uh, a long run. So he's a red zone RPO threat. Receiving wise, uh, you know, they got a, they lost Jamal Agnew, and we're going to hear from Urban on that. He was their big play specialist. But uh, Marvin Jones, 42 catches for 486 and three touchdowns. LaVisca Chenault, 40 catches for 408. And uh, they got tight end Dan Arnold, uh, you know, in September. He's got 27 catches for 315. You know, that's usually the uh, rookie quarterback's best friend, the tight end. So that was a good move getting him for Trevor. 
because uh, he's in the middle of the field. He's a big target. You can get it to him. Uh, he didn't have any targets in the 30-10 to 10 loss to the 49ers. One name has popped up in Jacksonville, who was here in Atlanta last year, Laquan Treadwell. He has two catches for 29 yards on the season. Uh, played 33 snaps, 72% against San Francisco. So, I mean, I thought he was a big red zone target. Him and Matt kind of got along at the end. Uh, I, You know, I thought he might come back. I thought he might be a, a candidate to come back, uh, given the Falcons step at wide receiver. A uh, big target like that might be helpful. Uh, but I don't know what he wanted money-wise and so forth. But uh, Jamal Agnew is out, injured hip, placed on IR, out for the season. They lost DJ Shark earlier in the season after the fourth game. And, uh, you know, Jamal's hurt. That's a big one for him. He's uh, also had two returns for touchdown this season, 102-yarder on a kickoff return. And uh, against Denver, he had a 109-yard return of a missed field goal. He's had six uh, returns for touchdowns over his career. Here's Urban Meyer on Jamal Agnew going on IR. Urban, can you address uh, the Jamal Agnew injury and what that means for this offense as losing one of the only legitimate deep guys you got? Yeah, uh, the positive news, we're expecting full recovery. It is a hip injury. Uh, we'll know more as time wears on a little bit, but uh, obviously we all love that guy. I personally, you know, I just, uh, I mean, he's everything you want as a competitor, as a person, and he's got legit speed. So that's a, that's a tough blow, but, you know, we just got to keep going and figure it out. How, how do you compensate for not having him on offense? Uh, we'll work on that now. You know, we still got uh, uh, playmakers. We just have to really use utilize everyone's skill set and do a, a really good job with that. And who takes over as the kick punt returner? Is that Austin or is that uh, Clay Brooks? How does that work? Uh, we're, we're not sure yet. Okay. Thanks, Steve. All right, that was Urban Meyer on losing Jamal Agnew. They have Tavon Austin, uh, you know, longtime pro. Uh, came in with the Rams, big playability out of West Virginia. So uh, expect Tavon to get a lot of that action uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now let's move on to Trevor Lawrence here. And, you know, you don't, don't put too much stock in the rookie year. Uh quarterbacks everybody brings up Peyton Manning and what he did his rookie year so you know you just want to learn and grow uh if they're going to be patient with you and let you develop uh but uh Trevor has completed a 58.4 percent of his passes 208 for 356 uh for 2,141 yards uh, touchdowns to interception ratio is one to one you know we want that to be two to one and uh, he has eight touchdown passes to nine interceptions. A long of 58 yards. He's been sacked 19 times for 105 yards and losses. And his passer rating is 72.8. The number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, not that he's lost his weapons. His running back might be down. It's going to be uh, tough sledding uh, for Trevor here over the last seven games. They um, there's one report from Jason Lacamfora that the uh, fa that the Jaguars were you know debating whether to put more of the RPO stuff in that he ran at Clemson, or you know keep trying to develop him as a pro quarterback. Uh, 
So, uh, I just saw Justin Herbert on, on Sunday night, and he looked pretty good running it and throwing it. So, I would stay the course with him uh, in their development. You don't put the RPOs in there. But that's working around the league. Jalen Hurts had a bunch of running touchdowns last week, too. So, uh, maybe you do keep some of the college offenses in the pro game. Uh, defensively, the uh, Jaguars are led by one of my favorite players. I shot it on the radar screen when they went to the AFC Championship game. I think he was a rookie back then or a second-year guy. But but Miles Jack, he's the weak side linebacker, 67 tackles. Uh, surprisingly, he's never been to the Pro Bowl. But um, good player to look out for on Sunday, number 44, Miles Jack. The uh, top tackler is Damian Wilson, the Mike linebacker, the middle linebacker. He's got 72 tackles. And uh, the third tackler is safety, Rayshon Jenkins. He's got 56 tackles. And so um, Jack had 12 tackles against San Francisco. And uh, Josh Allen, uh, the, the edge rusher, he had 10. And Josh is uh, their leader with 5.5 sacks. He was number 41. Uh, Damian Harris wears 54, and Rayshon Jenkins is number two. Them are the defenders who are on our radar screen for this game. Josh Allen, 5.5 uh, sacks. You know, he came out. It's not the quarterback. It's the edge rusher from Kentucky. Seventh in uh, 2009, 6'5", 262, went to the Pro Bowl as a rookie. Was also on the PFWA all-rookie team. With 10.5 sacks in 2019. Uh, Damien DeWan Smoot. He doesn't start, but he's got 3.5 sacks. He played 36 snaps against San Francisco. And then I remember this name from 2019. Uh, Tavon Bryant. Uh, a lot of people wanted the Falcons to, to get him to help up front. He, um, he's got two tackles. Uh, for um, his first round, pick, two sacks. I'm sorry, first round pick, 29th overall out of two, out of Florida in 2019. He's made 17 starts in three years and played in 55 games. So Tavon Bryant's another name that uh, I know we wrote a lot about during that pre-draft on him. Now special teams here, uh, they're in a jam because. Uh, Jamal Agnew, one of the best in the game, is out. But we're expecting Tavon Austin to take over there. Um, their punter is Logan Cook, a former Mississippi State uh, kicker or punter. He's um, averaging 47.3 yards on 45 punts. His net is 43.3. He has one touchback and 17 punts inside of the 20. He's also had one punt block. Their field goal kicker is Matthew Wright. And Matthew is, um, oh, it's plus 50 numbers got cut off here. We'll have to go look that up. But Matthew Wright is their field goal kicker, and he's out of uh, Central Florida. So, you know, let's, uh, that's what we have here on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Going to get to see uh, some Trevor Lawrence here, see his development. Uh, see what he can do against the Falcons. Uh, secondary, they had a pretty good outing against Mac Jones. Pretty good outing. Had three sacks, got to the quarterback. Uh, A.J. Terrell had a pick. You know, um, it was a one-score, two-score game to the middle of the third, and things fell apart there. 
the offense not being able to get anything going against a very stout New England defense. So if the Falcons going to do anything this year, they got to win this game. This is a big game, an important game for them with Tampa Bay coming to town up next. So you want to be in a spot where, hey, yeah, we handled business against the 2-8 and eight Jacks, and we're going to try to go at the world champs. And, uh, you know, the Falcons are uh, seven games to go. You know, the playoff, we don't really need to talk about the playoff race um, until they show us they can score some points again. So uh, if they're not scoring points, Corderell's out, Ridley's out, Hayden Hurst's out. Uh, well, it's going to be some tough sledding for the Falcons here down the stretch. So not expecting. Uh, we'll just give you the official updates. Coach had he didn't have anything on Ridley. Uh, Corderell's supposed to be out for a couple weeks, so that means he's supposed to miss this one. And then Hayden Hurst is on IR. Uh, didn't sound like Coach was going to um, uh, do any massive changes. He talked about schematic tweaks. So, you know, uh, he said it was real hard to change in the middle of the season. So, yeah, you put a lot of stress on your coaching staff doing that. So they're going to coach up the guys they've been sending out there is what, what that sounds like to me. And maybe instead of, um, you know, they might have to just punt more instead of dropping back to throw when they can't protect. Maybe just run it up the middle and uh, punt it, try to win field position, let the defense win the games now since you are hurt on offense. One secret weapon, quiet move, is, you know, Marvin Harris can get open deep. So, I don't know if you got to throw him something, um, you know, uh, throw some play out, you know, run it, run it, run it, then try to hit him over the top with Marvin. Uh, but, yeah, you got to do something here. Uh, they were trying to go to Kyle Pitts. I don't know if he can carry the offense yet. Uh, I don't know if he got time to get it to him either. You know, Josh Allen's coming. Dwayne Smoot isn't bad. Uh, and uh, it was another in that didn't play last week uh, that was on the radar screen, 91. But, um, yeah, so, you know, they got to come out. We're going to get to see Coach Smith's creativity here as they, um, you know, have to go play without some of their players. Uh, what's he going to come up with? Uh, Quadri Allison looked good running the ball last time out. Can you get him going? Um, passing game, nothing with the wide receivers. Russell Gage and uh, Tajay Sharp running into each other there. Uh, that wasn't a design play, by the way. So, you know, they have some things to work on. They had a little break, got back to it yesterday, and we'll see what they could put together going into Jacksonville on Sunday. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with our 300th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. And you can follow us on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC. You can go to our Facebook page and follow all of the uh, Falcons coverage on Atlanta Falcons News Now. So with that, we're going to take care and get out of here. And you enjoy Thanksgiving. That's one of my favorite holidays of the year. Looking forward to it. Hope you enjoy it. And have a great Rest of your week.
In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.